welcome back to Life, Death, and Cookies. My name is Char Tanner, and today you'll notice that we have a little bit different things going on today. First of all, I don't have my partner here with me, Oliver. Um, he is actually at a funeral today. Um, so I'm hoping that uh, when he gets back in town that we'll actually have an opportunity to talk about that funeral that he went to. The other thing is is we don't have video. If you're uh, listening on Spotify, we normally have a video so that you can watch today. You're just going to get audio of me, and I think most of you only listen anyway, but uh, so it won't be too much different. Um, so we're going to go ahead and, or I'm going to go ahead and get right into our episode today. Um, today I'm going to talk a little bit about taking your health into your own hands. Um, why you would question what your healthcare provider says and the benefits of doing your own research. Um, and I'm gonna start with a little disclaimer here um, before we get full into this. I'm definitely not saying to ignore what your healthcare provider suggests. I'm saying um, that a lot of times doctors and other healthcare professionals use a cookie cutter approach um, but we are not all the same cookie. We are different people. And what I mean by the cookie cutter approach is like you have these symptoms, so we're going to do this thing for you. And, and if you have all the same people with this one symptom, we're going to give you this. We're going to treat it this way. But a lot of times there's so, and, and there is some variation. Like for me, um, because of my heart condition, if I go in for something else, they're all very well okay, aware that we're not gonna give me anything that will cause QT prolongation, which is something that has to do with your heart. But, you know, they do take, usually take into effect things like that. But even aside from other conditions that we might have or allergies or whatever, you know, cause I do have an allergy to a couple medications as well. So they steer clear of any things of those. I'm just saying, that there are more to us than those symptoms and maybe the things, other issues that we have. And not, the cookie cutter approach may be a good place to start, but it needs, we need more into it. And we need to be ourselves as the patient, as the person trying to get help. We need to be more aware and more involved and question and understand. Understanding so important. And so that's my disclaimer. I'm not saying we ignore your doctor, healthcare provider. I'm saying be more involved. Um, so we can go ahead and go move forward from that as I put that disclaimer out here. And also the other disclaimer that we have is I am not a healthcare professional. So everything I'm saying is, you know, my opinion and my suggestions, you need to go off of really, yes, you should seek health care providers advice and their everything. But really what you're going to see come down to is you really need to be in tune. For me, this is about being in tune with God and he knows us and knows us more than anyone more than we know ourselves. So we need to um, have him involved in that process. And, and maybe for people who aren't as religious or, you know, don't, you know, agnostic or 
atheists, it's just, I guess you would say being in tune with your body maybe or whatever that equivalent might be, but just being in tune and listening to that voice inside of you. I'm going to talk about my sleep disorder issues and the doctors and kind of that whole story. So since I was about 16, I have been unexplainably tired. I didn't ever pursue getting help with it until I was probably in my mid-20s, mid to late 20s, when um, I finally went to see a doctor. And the whole thing has been a mess. And if you've been watching this podcast or know us, you know, we moved around a lot. And I've had to change doctors a lot. And, you know, you get every time you go to the doctor, say, yes, I'm tired. No, nothing has helped. They're like, okay, have you checked your iron? Have you checked your thyroid? I don't know how many stinking times that has been asked of me. And I'm like, yes, they check it every time. And then even this, I just got a new neurologist for my my sleep doctor. They asked again, and I'm like, and they're like, oh, maybe it's your medications. I'm like, okay, yes, I've been on medications for for my heart medications for about probably five or six years and maybe they have made it a little bit worse but how does that explain the 20 years prior to that you know um so it's just it's kind of frustrating I know a lot of you out there probably have the same thing oh you ask the same thing and you want to do this and blah 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 blah. no it's not my thyroid no it's not my iron but I'm tired and you know I've had multiple, multiple sleep studies. And, you know, I've gone from being diagnosed with idiopathic hypersomnia, which at the time was, we don't know why you're so tired all the time. And then um, since we moved here to Kansas City, um, I got the diagnosis of narcolepsy. And then that doctor left. And this new doctor is said, no, you don't have idiopathic hypersomnia or narcolepsy because we just did a sleep study for you. It's not showing that. Um, And then, so they're just saying you have hypersomnia. So I'm tired all the time. Anyway, there are intricacies to all those definitions, which I'm not going to go into. So I've had all these um, sleep sleep doctors. The first one I had was a pulmonologist, which more deals with like sleep apnea and stuff, which is not my problem at all. Um, I, in every sleep study, I've never had any problem with needing to have a CPAP or anything. So I've always stuck with um, the neurologist. And then when I lived in Wyoming, there was actually like no sleep doctors that in Wyoming, they, so I went and just saw a normal, quote unquote, normal neurologist um, and his name was Dr. Jeffrey um, there in Casper, Wyoming. And and he's since, since I've seen, has moved on to a practice in Colorado. He's probably been my number one best doctor that I've ever had. Because he, even though he wasn't a sleep doctor, but he was so interested in my case. And he was one, he did, he was like, yeah, I'll look at all, I'm going to go search all, like, um, medications off-label type things for and he actually did find me a pharmaceutical that 
had off-label for increasing REM because um, I don't get very much REM. Um, but he also went and looked into alternative stuff, more just like herbal and supplement type things. But still, he was just like, he's like, yeah, next appointment, we're gonna, I'm going to have stuff. And he did. He had a whole list of things. And the stuff that he um, prescribed for me, um, one, the one pharmaceutical and then like the 10 other supplements he gave me have done more for me than any of the other stuff that all of the neurologists and sleep, sleep doctors that I've had before because he was willing to actually find the answer. He was interested in all the inter intricate details and differences that I was had from other people that had issues and he went to find things that maybe weren't as traditional um and oh my gosh I he listened he I loved him I left reviews everywhere for him because he seriously I've seen so many doctors so many specialists in different fields and he has been my number one favorite doctor ever and I wish I could keep him forever even though he couldn't do um, you know I was looking specifically to get on this one medication that's highly re regulated and he wasn't he couldn't do it but he was willing to go through the process but because he wasn't a sleep doctor he wasn't able the you know the government or whatever would not let him because it's a highly re regulated medication that I was trying to get on but he was like oh yeah I'm gonna do it we're gonna get you on it and see if this can help you and he was willing to jump through all the hoops but he wasn't they wouldn't let him because he was not a sleep doctor so I wanted to say ask if you have a doctor like this that you love that you wouldn't trade for anything and that you wish all your doctors were like this doctor tell us about that doctor, I know I always want to sing Dr. Jeffrey's praises because he's amazing. So give us a comment down on Facebook um, in the thread for this episode and let us know who that doctor is for you. The other thing that's an issue in all these things is a lot of times doctors don't work together. So you have, so I have quite a few specialists, you know, I, I have my normal, um, primary care doctor because so I have a electrophysiologist cardiologist I have a heart failure cardiologist I have a neurologist that specializes in sleep disorders I have seen a brain surgeon because I have a, a thing on my brain <laughs> um, nothing serious you know and these doctors so I decided to go with since we moved here to have most of my doctors I have one doctor that's not part of the same hospital system and I've been thinking about changing that because I don't really like her anyway. Um, she does not, she would never make my top 10 list of, of doctors. But um, anyway, so I've tried to keep them all in the same um, hospital network because um, they do, like my neurologist will talk to my cardiologist to make sure if we want to try out a new medication if it's going to be okay with my heart they do do that but on a whole doctors don't work together outside their their group right their speciality um and i think that really does a disservice yes they can they talk to them oh yeah let's get permission for this medication but 
really trying to find out what, you know, if you have a complicated, complex issue, which it seems like it's more and more like that word complex, trying to find what is wrong. You have these symptoms, well, this can cause that, and this can cause this, and I have all these um, specialists, right? But they don't work together. You, I, I have heard, my brother has seen someone um, through the internet, a doctor, where she takes in the whole person and try and uses these alternative things and I you know but people like that these we're going to be talking about alternatives today most of the time these things are not covered by insurance and you know as we've talked about a few times on, on our podcast that we don't really have the means to go reach out I mean I have a, a, a new friend that she's like oh yeah I would live in a little tiny crappy apartment if if I had to, to be able to see this alternative doctor, he sounds amazing. And I'm like, yeah, but we're already doing that. I don't have anything to cut out. Anyway, that's besides the point. But there are things out there you can find, you know, this, this one is actually a local doctor that used to be a chiropractor. Well, he still is, but you know, my friend has, um, this chiropractor and he uses other things in with chiro, um, with chiropractic medicine and, because he was sick at one time and all the doctors, all they wanted to do was throw this medicine, pharmaceuticals at him and they didn't help anything and, and they didn't really solve anything anyway. So I think it would be more beneficial if these doctors would work together and try to, to do like you hear the whole person. It really comes down to the whole person. So you got to find those, sometimes have to find those practitioners that do look at the whole person and want to get really want to get down to the answers and it, they can admit that they don't know that's that's a huge thing that they you know like dr jeffrey was well, i don't know but i'm gonna find out right doctors need to be learning too and not just what um pharmaceuticals are telling them that they should learn it's like you know oh Man, if Oliver was here, he could give me a good examples. Uh, there's a difference between someone who knows, you know, who knows how to follow the directions of, say, like a model. Um, say you have, a, and and then then another person who knows, or oh, he would use cooking, right? Someone who knows how to follow the recipe, and then someone who knows how to cook, who knows the processes, right? So I think so many doctors are just. I can follow the recipe and they're, you know, and they cling to that expertness of the quote unquote science, right? And science is so valuable and the things, the progressions that we have made in science and in, in medical science is amazing, but science never ends. That's the, you know, anyway, I could go on forever. That's why I, I decided that this is an episode I could do on my own because I really have a lot of passion about this that we need to be looking, you know, be involved in in our medical. And so going back to my my sleep disorders, right? So I was seeing I don't know how many sleep doctors that I've seen prior to this and I like I said my the sleep doctor I had just prior, um, before the one I have right now, she left the hospital system and so is starting all over again, right? 
Um, and I actually liked her. That was, she listened very well. And she wasn't perfect, but she listened a lot. And she respected the fact that I did my own research. And not all doctors are like that. There, a lot of doctors want you to know that they're the expert. And they're going to tell you how it is. And this is the way it's going to be. And she was really good at respecting the fact that I did my own research and that I wanted to be involved so that was really cool but so I get this new doctor and I'm still filling her out I'm new neurologist but I just I I had started feeling with my last doctor I'm like I'm just never gonna be cured of this tiredness I'm just gonna be tired forever until I die and I started accepting that and then when I was this new doctor tried to he she gave me um wanted me to do a sleep study again and I'm like and she she said oh maybe we just need new eyes on it so I got hopeful again and then I went to the appointment and my hopes were crushed I was just like okay I just need to accept that it's not going to work and then I started thinking maybe I need to start looking at some of the alternatives and I started looking I know I have a friend here that's really into homeopathy so I started looking up that and my uncle um, is really into the herbal remedies. He was a practitioner in Mexico with herbal remedies and um, cured cancer with it and all of that. And so I've started looking at that again and being like, okay, let's just see what's out there because I'm either giving up or maybe there's still some hope that I can get some, some help as I look at different things. So this is where, well, I've been interested in alternative medicine for quite a while, and I'm just going to go through a couple of the ones that I know about. I know there's so many out there. So the first one I, I'm going to talk about is herbal remedies. Like I said, my uncle, he became a practitioner in Mexico and did this herbal, um, trained under another, I don't know what the name was, but um, I talked to him. And he had suggested The Little Herb Encyclopedia by Jack Richeson. So I own that. And at one point, I was looking it up a lot more. and um, But it, it had been in my storage. And I pulled it out a couple weeks ago. And I started looking at it. And because, um, yeah, alternative medicine really is interesting to me. I'm, I know that God is in everything you know um from the creation we know that the things on this earth are for us right um and so i was looking through that a little bit but it is hard because something that it says in the beginning of the book which i'm going to bring up when i talk about essential oils but i'll go ahead and, and read the section from the beginning of the book from the little herb encyclopedia it says you will note that we list an herb as a treatment for several several ailments. That's the beauty of herbs. They are amazingly versatile. Our bodies are uniquely individual and what has achieved results for one may not be successful for others. And so that's the hard part I have. But really, is that any different than medical science, right? With pharmaceuticals, some things don't work for people. And that's the thing that a lot of times doctors don't take into consideration yeah we do this for everyone blah 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 blah. but it's not always the case and it's the same with these herbs and I didn't know this 
when I I was in an essential oil craze and I got really really sick like the worst sickness I ever had um this is when we moved to Wyoming right and it was just like the worst cold slash flu I'd ever had I was like in bed for a week right and I was trying all the things all the things <laughs> that I that I had I had I didn't have like all the essential oils or anything but I was doing all of what I had and and maybe it helped maybe my sickness would have been longer I don't know but it did not do anything on this horrible horrible sickness that I had and so I kind of gave up on oils and then I've realized since then like at the beginning of the little herb encyclopedia book that our bodies are all different there's lots of different things and so maybe and there are some essential oils that I know like I know that peppermint is great for me for headaches and so I will use that I know the um, this is a brand name so it's gonna give it away which oils I was using digestin right it had it uses it helps with stomach ailments and it's a it's a blend of herbs and I know that works so there are ones that I still use of the essential oils because I know they work and it's just I guess if you are able have the ability to try out the different things I'm sure essential oils um, are great in the same way that herbal remedies are and I'm going to talk about next is homeopathy I guess I should go a little bit into what each of these are so the herbal remedies is just you know you have herbs and a lot of times they're dried smashed up herbs but you can also a lot of them you can make your own teas or whatever I'm not an expert in any of these things and if you want to tell us I would love to get people on to tell us about each of these and other alternatives I don't even know um, essential oils are the essence or the oils uh, drained out of herbs and plants and other things so um, so similar in, in nature just a different form and then we have homeopathy which is um, quite a bit different so I had I had to look it up because I my friend explained it to me and it's really interesting but so I have kind of a definition that I looked up so homeopathy is substances that causes symptoms of a disease in healthy people can cure similar symptoms in sick people and they use the term like cures like so they have highly highly diluted substances that makes them non-toxic because a lot of the things that you're putting in at higher um, concentrations are toxic or poisonous but because they're so highly diluted they're no longer harmful or toxic and actually become beneficial. So for example, someone who has a high fever might will can be given a remedy of the of a diluted substance that would usually at higher concentrations cause high fever. So that's just um, an example. So the kind of the way I when my friend was describing homeopathy to me it made me think of vaccines right you put a part of 
this sickness in you to fight off. But with homeopathy, the dilution is so much more. But it so it kind of works at a deeper level. Anyway, that's so that's my my knowledge of homeopathy. It's really interesting to me. I think, and and I think homeopathy. When I've read about that, it's the same too. That you can find a lot of different things um, for different ailments, and maybe one will work well for one person, and and another won't. Um, you know, I was looking. So, oh, I didn't get into. So when I was looking through, oh yeah, when I was reading about homeopathy and I was first starting in sleep remedies, right? And so many of the sleep remedies were more for like insomnia, people who can't sleep. And that's not usually my problem. So I will sometimes wake up in the middle of the night and not be able to go back to sleep, but going to sleep, no problem. I am tired. I want to sleep, right? I don't have insomnia. Most of them were for, um, insomnia type um, sleep issues for homeopathy and so I started thinking about the the symptoms or the issues that I have um, complaints about other than the sleep issues and I was like my brain really my brain is a problem Um, you know I have a lot of brain fog and memory problems and so I started looking at that and I was I came across two under brain fog for homeopathy that I'm like, oh my gosh, these sound so much like me. Those are what I need to try. Um, And then that took me back to my herbal remedies book. And I'm like, maybe I need to be looking at different um, symptoms. Maybe my brain is really the problem and not necessarily sleep. And I mean, other than not getting enough REM sleep, which has been in all of my sleep studies, but I can't find any remedies for increasing REM except for this one pharmaceutical that I am on um, that Dr. Jeffrey had found that it has a side effect of of increasing REM but I have not found that in in any other place there's no like quote-unquote legitimate thing for increasing REM you know they say oh sleep hygiene will help with REM and but there's nothing like internal to help with increasing REM. So that's the only like on paper through studies that has shown that I have issues with sleep, but I do have, you know, and it's harder to measure the brain stuff. And in fact, I did brain testing and for the most part, I was pretty in the normal ranges, but in living life, I know I'm not happy with how my brain functions and the brain fog and the memory, all of that. I started looking at those. I went back to the or, um, the little herb encyclopedia and started looking at those things to give me some ideas of maybe what I should take. Um, and so I've been looking at all of that. And another thing, so it's really interesting. And so maybe one of these um, combinations or something might be able to help me so that as you'll see in my profile on our website, scratchmadeliving.com, you know, I'm the professional napper because I love naps and it's part of my identity. One of the other things that I've been really interested in is neurofeedback. Um, And this is a thing that Oliver had learned about when he was in the counseling program. And it's a thing and he would describe it so much better. And even as I went and looked it up and read it, I was like, this is going to be hard to describe. But 
basically you have like electrodes on your head and it's with a computer system and basically it helps you to train your brain to keep on waves that are you know retrain your brain so one of the things and neurofeedback can help with sleep problems and also ADHD I have thought for a while that maybe some of my problems is are is adult ADD um so you know so they so it helps you to train your brain so like you'll be looking at a screen and then when you're not using your brain quote unquote correctly it, the picture on the screen will get fuzzy and so you have to re-fix your brain or whatever so that the the picture gets clear and that's supposed to help with some things like that anyway it's really interesting to me I really wanted to try that out um, another thing that I've never really wanted to try out because I'm not a needles person is um, acupuncture but my sister has tried a acupuncture and swears by it that it's great so acupuncture you put needles in certain places for different ailments and I don't know how often you do it I think it's similar to like chiropractic type things do it whenever it hurts or in a normal schedule and whatever another one is like I just said chiropractic is a more accepted alternative medicine but it hasn't always been that way it's just become more accepted and some health insurances will actually cover chiropractic care so most people think of it as things for your back but it actually can help with other things and other you know with that might affect other things like I've heard it it can help with headaches or actually heard it can help with like even hearing problems at times so much into alternative medicines that there's no way you know each of these things we could cover in probably multiple episodes so that's all I was really going to cover myself those are some of the ones that I I know about and ones that I have been interested in um, a couple of them that not as much interested in but um do you have any other alternative medicine methods that you have testimonials of or one of the ones that we've already talked about let us know in the comments on facebook um what your obsession is because it really you get so i know you get obsessed about it because you're so excited to find the people that do these alternative medicines and find when you've been to all these traditional doctors when they can't find anything wrong they can't find anything to help you and then you go to these these alternative practitioners and alternative medicines and you finally find something to help you you find answers answers then yeah you're gonna get excited and you're gonna get obsessed you're gonna want to tell the whole world right I mean those you out there that know this know what I'm talking about and I haven't found that like really solid thing but I'm I want to find that really solid thing right and so I do get excited about alternative medicines and really it comes down to that it's probably and Oliver would talk about this if he was here with me today that it's probably a mixture of it all we don't get rid of pharmaceuticals right there's good in pharmaceuticals and don't dismiss all these other alternatives because um the consensus is or they haven't studied or they don't really want anything to actually cure you right 
So it's, it's a balance. It's finding that balance. And that's why you need to be involved in your health care. And sometimes um, you'll have to do things that your medical doctor maybe, like I brought up neurofeedback to my prior um, neurologist and she was like, well, I, I don't know that much about it, but I have had other patients that have used it and said it worked. And so, you know, that I think it's always good to make sure you can get things. That's why it's so important. <laughs> so important to find a good doctor that will listen to you and that you can trust and that will say, yeah, I don't know. Just uh, th this isn't going to be harmful to you, so you can try it. But, you know, you can run things by them to see if it's going to be harmful. I just remember, you know, you've heard of mother's intuition. And like I said before, I call it the spirit, right? We have that intuition in us, that voice inside of us. We are not all the same cookie. We are all different. And medicine is a practice. The doctors don't know everything. And no, I'm not saying that we're the experts on everything, but we we do know our bodies, right? Um, and you need to understand and your own ailments. And the big thing is God knows you. And so when it's suggested to me for a new medication, I go and research myself all the side effects before I will take a new medic medications. And with alternative medicines, you have to look at the side effects as well. And I and that's what's kind of scary for me is because the heart stuff, um, so many things can affect your heart. So I have to really dig deep. And But the biggest thing is I go and I pray about it and discuss it with God and get his stamp of approval. Now we know um, that we should not be slothful servants and ask everything... You, we there's different different scriptures right ask and ye shall receive so we definitely can ask and there's um we know from James as well that if you lack wisdom you can ask God and he will answer you so I think that's really the important thing there because you know there's also the things you don't want to be a slothful servant and always ask every single little thing but I think the important thing is is that we go and do our own research and say Heavenly Father I've done this research. This is how I feel. I think that this might help me in this ailment um, for this reason. And there's also these side effects that I'm concerned about. Should I be concerned? And and pay attention to how you feel, what he tells you, or that mother's, what your body tells you, what your instincts tell you. But yes, also with alternatives, you have to be careful as well. Just, just because they're natural um, doesn't doesn't mean there's a lot of things out there that are natural herbals um, that I have to be watch out for because of my heart and so you can if you get that doctor that you feel like you can trust and say hey is this going to be okay can I take this and maybe they won't know and maybe you're going to have to wait until you can research it more and all of that but the main thing is be involved research understand what's actually wrong with you what those ailments are consider the side effects of things whether you're willing to take that risk you know it's the thing where we talk about 
quality versus quantity. If you're willing to take on, um, it makes you feel better, but it may shorten your life or may not help um, with that type of thing, then it's all a balancing act. And But you do need to remember still that, you know, we, we don't want to be obsessed with all this either. We, we need to remember to live life and just make the best of it as well. But when you have God on your side, you're going to be able to make the better judgments. But you need to do your own homework and do the best that you can. I hope all this made sense by myself. It's a lot more fun to have someone to bounce these ideas off. So please share with some of your your ideas. Like I said, any alternative medicines that you're, uh, you're really hyped up about and want to tell the world about or a doctor that you're just like, oh my gosh, he or she's the best ever. Let us know. I'm going to go on to the cookies now. We have a pumpkin cookie today and Lindy is really excited about a pumpkin cookie for some reason. Maybe because it's starting to be fall. I don't know. But she's had some... The first one she did was she actually copied the recipe she really liked. But it's not a traditional cookie. It's more like a pumpkin bread in a cookie form. Um, so she's trying to work on actually finding a cookie. So this one that I'm trying today is more of like the muffin form. And it didn't come out very well. The flavor is good. But it's very thick with flour. The next thing she's going to try... Um, and we don't know if it's going to work, is like a base of a sugar cookie and maybe replacing some of the liquid with the pumpkin puree um, and see if we can get it more cookie-like than, than like a muffin or a pumpkin bread. But I, it's fun because she is excited about this one and really determined to try and get an actual cookie form with a pumpkin flavor so hopefully we'll have an iteration of that in the future where um, we've had success and then that will go into her cookie cookbook so I think that's all I have for today thank you for listening to just me ramble by myself today um, I'm gonna try the sign off so Oliver is the one with language I am not good so I'm gonna butcher this but I will do well with the meaning for you. So I'm going to sign off with Momento Mori Esque Ergo Bebire. Remember, you will die. Until then, live.